everyone, we're back again. This is Poldark Fancast, a podcast that's sometimes about Poldark, and we are your hosts. And for the other you could. This is Michelle, I live in the States. You can find me on Tumblr at Poldark Muses, and I tweet at Musings. And my name is Rita, I live in England, and I Tumblr at Princess of Poldark and tweet at Rita Bites. And welcome back to another quarantine mini-sode. Yep, we are still doing this. Every week during the coronavirus crisis, we offer you a new mini-sized podcast to listen to where we discuss something we watched that week. This week, we watched The Personal History of David Copperfield. But before we tell you what we thought of the movie, let's do some learning about it in our Wikipedia corner. Okay, so The Personal History of David Copperfield is a 2019 comedy-drama film written and directed by Armando Inucci. Armando is a Scottish satirist, writer, and director famous for creating Alan Partridge, The Thick of It, and the HBO Emmy Award-winning Veep. The film is based on David Copperfield, Charles Dickens' eighth novel. The novel's full title is Brace Yourselves, The Personal (laughs) History adventures, experiences, and observations of David Copperfield, the younger of Blunderton Rookery. Open bracket, which he never meant to publish on any account, close bracket. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, damn it. Um, It was first published as a serial in 1849 to 50, and as a book in 1850. The novel features the character David Copperfield and is written in the first person as a description of his life until middle age, with his own adventures and the numerous friends and enemies he meets along his way. Though written in the first person, David Copperfield is considered to be more than an autobiography, going beyond this framework in the richness of its themes and the originality of its writing, which makes it a true autobiographical novel. In the words of the author, this novel was, quote, very, a very complicated weaving of truth and invention, end quote. Some elements of the novel followed events in Dickens' own life. It was Dickens' favorite among his own novels. In the preface to the 1867 edition, Dickens wrote, quote, Like many fond parents, I have in my heart of hearts a favorite child, and his name is David Copperfield. Which, considering how much is based around him, seems kind of like, dude, you're very self-centered. <laughs> okay. Um, at first glance, the work is modelled in the loose and somewhat disjointed way of personal histories that were very popular in the UK in the 18th century. But in reality, David Copperfield is a carefully structured and unified novel. It begins, like other novels by Dickens, with a rather bleak painting of the conditions of childhood in Victorian England, where troublesome children were parked in boarding schools. Then he strives to trace the slow social and intimate ascent of a young man who painfully provides for the needs of his good aunt while continuing his studies, and he ends up becoming a brighter. So the story of a Victorian everyman seeking self-understanding. While it was still being published, David Copperfield was subject to six initial dramatizations followed by a further 20 when the public's interest was at its peak in the 1850s. The most spectacular dramatization, however, were those of Dickens himself. Although he waited more than 10 years to prepare a version for his public readings, it soon became one of his favorite performances, especially the storm scene, 
which he kept for the finale, quote, the most sublime moment in all the readings, end quote. As for film and television, the story has been adapted five times for television and nine times for film, twice into <laughs> animated films, which sounds super bizarre to me because who wants <sighs> to see animated child beating? Um, yeah. Every decade has their own version to boast of, the most recent of which was a two-part BBC adaptation by Adrian Hodges. The first part was shown on Christmas Day 1999 and the second on Boxing Day. The production is notable for marking the acting debut of Daniel Radcliffe mm-hmm. and also had performances by Maggie Smith, Ian McKellen, Bob Hoskins and Dawn French, just to name a few, which insane <laughs> insane that that yes. exists yeah yeah um and it is marvelous i've i've seen it i actually own a copy of it um you know because i was such a mad harry potter fan i wanted to see you know everything that that uh the kids had done and uh did you watch also... that one where uh rupert everett like farts in space yeah yeah <laughs> yeah pretty crazy um it's Rupert Grint, by the way. Oh, wow. Soz. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> um, but I know that this was, uh, this production was one of the things that caught the producer's eye, uh, when they were looking to cast Harry. Um, and, you know, it's a, it's a famous story now that, you know, he wound up, um, sitting either in front or behind uh Daniel and his parents at a play and um you know he had wanted to approach them about you know seeing if Daniel would be uh willing to um test for the role and you know they were initially reluctant but then they decided to to agree to it and you know <sighs> the rest is history anyway that's such a creepy Sorry. story though just like hello <laughs> i'm a grown adult Tracking your child. <laughs> it was it was happenstance that they wound up at the theater on the same night. And so it was kind of one of those moments of, you know, serendipity. Like, oh my gosh, well, okay. Um back to David Copperfield. Uh this version that we're doing for the podcast. Uh the film had its world premiere at the Toronto International Film Festival in September 2019, followed by its release in the UK in January 2020 and the U- US in May 2020. It was very well received by critics and on Rotten Tomatoes. It holds a 92% fresh rating. The website's critics consensus reads, "The personal history of David Copperfield puts a fresh, funny, and utterly charming spin on Dickens' classic, proving some stories truly are timeless. Writing for The Observer, reviewer Mark Kermode awarded the film a full five stars and stated, It really is a wonderfully entertaining film, managing to both respect and reinvent the novel from which it takes its lead. Okay, so kind of already started talking about this, but had you Uh seen other adaptations or films um, or read the book? Um, I have not read the book. Um, You know, duh, that's usually my answer when (laughs) this question comes up. Um, 
Uh, and as I said, I've seen the, the adaptation with, uh, Dan Radcliffe. I've not seen any of the other adaptations though. Or I'm, or I'm getting it mixed up with, uh, seeing Oliver. So I, I don't know. I don't know. It's very similar to Oliver in my head. Um, yeah. I've never seen any adaptations of David, David ah. Copperfield. Um, or read the book, and, you know, there's this, like, popular myth that Dickens was paid by the word. Oh. I really feel like it's true, (laughs) because I can't (laughs) stand Charles Dickens and living in England and um, studying English as much as I did. That was a lot of forced Dickens on me. (laughs) Um, Oh my gosh. Yeah, I just... Uh, there's like I find him incredibly long-winded and also bleak. Like it's very bleak. Like there's lots oh, yeah. of yeah. poverty and child abuse and prostitution as themes. It's a lot for mm-hmm. me to handle. But then also at the same time, there's kind of like a twee cottage factory industry in the UK where we're all like Oliver Twist, can I have some more? Like wee wee wee, isn't it yeah. so cute that all these kids are living on the streets in rags and singing? And it's like. Uh... <laughs> that doesn't make any sense why is this a musical um so in general i i have an aversion to charles dickens but i decided uh-huh. we should watch this um because i really like armando Inichi. um his previous work has been some of my favorite and i was like let's give this a shot the cast's amazing and <laughs> How bad can it be? Uh-huh. <laughs> um, did you like this? Oh, wow. Well, that's, that is a little bit of a loaded question because, um, when I first, um, turned on and started to watch the movie, I think for the first, oh, I'd say maybe 20 minutes, I was completely baffled. Um, and, um, you know, got to the point where I was like, okay, I can't do any more of this. <laughs> so I had to turn it off and, um, admit to dear Rita that, you know, I hadn't been able to, to watch the movie beyond like the first 20 minutes. Um, so we decided to move the date of recording today, um, uh, because of, uh, yours truly's, uh, uh, failure to get into this movie <laughs> right away. Um, and I admit, as soon as I started the rewatch, um, it seemed like everything turned around. So I don't know whether or not I just wasn't in the right, um, state of mind to watch it the other night or, or what, but I thought it was absolutely fantastic. Thank God I didn't make you watch something you hated. Yeah. I thought it was fantastic. I really enjoyed this movie too. I was a bit surprised that you struggled so much with it because um, I got into it almost straight away. As soon as I saw mm-hmm. um, Tilda Swinton and Daisy Mae Cooper like bantering about how stupid each other's names were, um, I was like, <laughs> yep, okay, good. Like, this is the tone because it is... Um, just like really cleverly and creatively done I think it's ve- it's very different in tone from any other Charles Dickens adaptation yes. you will ever see it's almost like a farce you know yes it's fast you know the dialogue it comes at you quick and the- there's so many jokes you don't I 
I don't know that I got all of them on the first watch, mm-hmm. and I'm like, uh, I think mm-hmm. I might give it a rewatch, like over Christmas or something, just because I feel like it was kind of like a fever dream. <laughs> Some of it happened, and I was finding yeah. it hilarious. But like, if you ask me, I think I forgot most of it. <laughs> I watched it on Sunday, and now I'm struggling to remember scene <laughs> all of the scenes because I'm like, ah, it was just so quick. It was um just yeah. really really fun. I liked it. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was just fantastic. Um, you know, I think, well, first of all, um, in comparison to, you know, the other adaptation that I've seen and just the general feel that I get from, you know, the, the novel, um, the, the, the amount of color yes. that we had in this was, I think, one of the things that was kind of a saving grace when it came to the, um, the kind of the bleakness that we find in Dickens. Um, you know, it, it, it was very similar to, um, you know, how when you're watching the movie, The Wizard of Oz, you know, we go from the black and white beginning to the full color, um, Oz. And, you know, it, it just gives you this not otherworldly, um, experience, but, you know, it just it sort of heightens, kind of brightens yeah, everything. Yeah, I think it heightens all of the. It just feels more dramatic, like everything. Yeah. Um, I think like the the idea of having David sort of doing one of the Charles Dickens dramatizations of reading his own story out um, mm-hmm. is so clever because it means that you can you can you can take the story that is quite depressing and make it like imaginative and have all these fantasy sequences and there's that weird transition where the hand goes into the boat house and like grabs him out and takes him back to um his own home where his stupid stepfather is like all of those things kind of like they're made they're amazing to watch but they're also incredibly clever because it means you can cut out some like like people talking and traveling and going backwards and forth it can just be like yep now he's at home again um so it's like very Mm -hmm. yeah smart storytelling as well as just being really fun to watch Yeah. yeah yeah totally agree totally agree um favorite characters and performances Right off the top of my head, it, I was just going to say Peter Capaldi as <laughs> as the most <laughs> the weirdest Cockney guy. Just like so much, so much weird accent stuff going on with him. I know, I know. The Scottish kept sliding <laughs> in there. And then it's like <laughs> the weirdest vernacular as well, because he's like obviously just somebody pretending to be smarter than they are. Um, the when he yes. was, the whole bit where he was a professor was just mind-boggling. I was like, <laughs> how is anyone like responding to this? And there's the the scene where he's like trying to hide all of his possessions from everyone, like all the debt collectors, and he's like grabbing at the clock and trying to keep it inside the house, and then and then when yes. the yes. the carpet, the carpet, oh, the carpet. so funny. <laughs> Yeah, the baby slide, you know, sliding out of out of shot, and you're like, what? And then you realize they're grabbing the carpet carpet and pulling it through the door. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Oh, too funny. And I loved his wife as well. She was just like, there was one moment where where she quoted the Bible, and then she was like, 
well, I don't know if that's in the Bible. It sounds like something that you would say. <laughs> <laughs> sounds about right. Um, yeah, I loved um, Aunt Betsy. Oh, God, yeah. Um, Tilda Swinton, she's a queen. <laughs> okay, so does the donkey thing ever explained in the other the other adaptation you saw? Like, what the fuck is that about? <laughs> um, you know something I can't remember. Um, you know it it I when I saw them, you know, like banging the pans and stuff like that with the donkeys. I was like, I was like, what I, the hell? I what thought, is this? I found it so funny, um, like at the, especially at the end where she's like, she's like, just it's just her first reaction. She's just like, quick, get some pans. We're gonna scream at some donkeys. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I love the scene where um, Dev Patel first walks into her drawing room and he faints, which was a, a class <laughs> performance by Dev, but also that she yes. uh, st- starts like spraying salad dressing on him. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> and he's just like, what are you doing? Oh, <laughs> um, I thought Hugh Laurie uh, as Mr. Dick was just Stuffly. marvelous. Yeah. Just marvelous. Um, um, I, you know, kind of squeaked when I saw uh, Gwendolyn Christie show up on yes. screen and thought she, I thought she did a great job being just this, this horrible um, the horrible sister to um, Davy's new step uh, father. Ugh, what a pair! God, what a, what a pair! That was that was pretty uh, pretty horrible. Um, and you know, I think it almost goes without saying that you know, like right from the very start, the the diverse casting uh for all of these parts um was absolutely masterful um you know instead of seeing you know a bunch of uh white actors playing you know like all of these parts which is you know what you would find in a traditional adaptation you know to to see you know faces that looked like me um (laughs) and you know other other individuals from you know uh, all of the colors of the rainbow um i was just thrilled and loved that fact that they had such a diverse cast it was wonderful i remember when um this film came like premiered in toronto that there was such a huge deal made out of that but then like as i was watching it i was it's funny how you just see characters you'd like i yeah you mentioned it it didn't really occur to me i was like um Mm -hmm. there was like an asian mr wickfield and his daughter was black and you never Mm -hmm. question it you're just like Mm -hmm. yeah okay yeah you just you just just roll with it i mean it, it, it was it was really terrific it was really terrific it was a lot of fun um but um you know i i i think that you the the cast is so strong that you know each of the the cast members especially the the principal uh cast um are so so good i mean ben wishaw ben um, wishaw's wig as uriah heap <laughs> oh my god the wig was horrifying um but uh he did such a wonderfully creepy job of playing that character um and you know that 
you know, these folks, they must have absolutely enjoyed the hell out of this experience. Yeah, and I think, like, there was the sense that you didn't really know where the characters begin and improvising started. Like, uh-huh. there was just so much banter flying around and so much energy. And, like, the scene at the end where they're all together, I was just so happy. <laughs> I was like, this, this must yes. be so much fun for them. Me too. Um, yeah, and, like, at Me the centre of all that craziness was Dev Patel, um, which is just some <laughs> just genius casting. Like, I can't think of anyone yeah. else who has that kind of crazy energy and charisma that he has. I think one of yeah. the most annoying things about Dev Patel's career is that he's sort of been typecast as the, like, token Asian man. And... <laughs> Mm-hmm. It would just be wonderful if we could get more work with him as like just a leading man because he's he's yeah so funny and like very good at in the dramatic scenes and the romance scenes um, mm-hmm. and he, he like holds his own with some of the country's best actors here like yeah op- acting against Tilda Swinton and like still being funny mm-hmm. like come on <laughs> give Dev Patel mm-hmm. everything. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, it was it it was just amazing, just amazing. You know what? I just noticed that Ruby Bentles in this. <laughs> yes, I was I know. like, what? How did I miss that? <laughs> yep, we have our um, uh, Poldark alumni. We also have uh, Downton Abbey alumni uh, of uh, Sophie McShera. Uh, she was one of the, she was the housemaid. Who was she housemaid for? Because Ruby was the housemaid for um, Aunt Betsy. Yeah. Yeah. I know, because I definitely remember seeing her face and being like, oh, Mm -hmm. it's the girl from Downton Abbey. Oh, I know. Yeah, I know. She was the um, house cleaner at um, David's first apartment. Oh, yeah. When he got out of school. Yeah. And started his job. She took all of his his money. (laughs) Yes. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and just... God, I'm looking at all these faces that I'm like, yeah, I know you. Mm-hmm. So many, like, so many of these mm-hmm. ca- actors have been in like other stuff we've watched, uh, or in like other period oh, dramas yeah. that I've seen. So I was uh, mm-hmm. just like, hello, and they'd only show up for like a few seconds, but they would still be like really hilarious. So mm-hmm. like, I can't think of a movie that has such a huge cast. <laughs> like, I don't think we've watched one where, the, like, you say main cast. That could be somewhere between like six to like eighteen people. <laughs> it could be. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's it is it is pretty darn crazy. It's pretty darn crazy. And you know the folks that had you know, like major major speaking parts. You know everybody was just on top of it. Such a great great cast. Um, how about how about favorite moments? Um, I really like the intro actually with ha- having. Dev Patel walk into his mother giving birth to him. Yes. With, and then just like staring at her with them. It was really trippy. And I was like immediately like drawn in like, this is weird and I'm going to go with it. Like, <laughs> it's just such an unusual way to start a period drama. There's probably loads of movies that use yeah. this technique, but it was just really bizarre. Yeah. Um, and I, like as yeah. soon as I saw the upside down boat house thing, I was like, this is. So filled with whimsy and yay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
I loved the uh, scenes that we had at the Upside Down Boat. Um, you know, that was so charming. So charming. And just, oh, I wanted him to stay there forever. <laughs> You know, I, I just wanted him to stay there forever. He could have just gutted fish his whole life. But then, yeah, you know, Emily got bored of that. But Go get you know. those pilchards. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know if those are pilchards, but they I don't know like that pilchards. they would have had them in the, but... in the Norfolk coast. I love the, mm-hmm. the bit where he's talking, mm-hmm. this is really flat. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, it's a bit flat. Um, that is something that I have often, every time I go up there, because I, I live in Essex, so it's not really that far. I'm always like, oh, it's really bloody flat. Like, it's just hours and hours of nothing. <laughs> oh, gosh, the glaciers just had yeah, fun was... there. Just went, we're just going to smooth everything out. Meanwhile, <laughs> if you go up the road, it's like very, very hilly. Like, what is going on here? Uh <laughs> what about you? What are your like favorite moments? Um, you know, now that you know, I had the chance to to kind of go from being holy crap, what am I watching? To this is really the best thing I've seen in a long time. Um, I think the the scene where he winds up um, going back to his aunt's house, um, and she fully accepts him. Um, you know, without, if not his name, yeah, without any reservation of, and then of course makes him change his name, which I thought was hilarious. Um, but, um, you know, and the scene where he shows up and, you know, he's like, you know, I, I, I haven't eaten. Um, <laughs> and they the keep kind of walking by with him, these, yeah. with these, with these cakes. And he's just like, kind of like, uh, uh, I I just thought the the whole reunion with his aunt um and you know his you know growing into that household um I thought it was just wonderful um you know especially with him you know making his escape from that hellhole uh bottle factory and his awful stepfather I would say like even the bottle factory was like a fun time. It was like a fun take on child labor. It was like <laughs> all the kids working together and like clapping and cheering and like everyone like helping him out. It felt like a real good, like wholesome experience while he was being exploited mm-hmm. and underpaid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I really like the scene um, where uh, Mr. Wickfield and Agnes are introduced and um, they're trying to hide the liquor from him. And I guess Rue <laughs> Bentle, a very unmerity, is wheeling the, the globe away from him and you can hear yeah. the bottles rattling inside. There's a lot of jokes that are very quick. That was a great scene. But that one was like a really slow, long payoff. um, Mm -hmm. That was brilliantly Mm -hmm. funny. Yeah. Oh, God. Just wonderful. One thing we haven't talked about is Dora Spenlow, possibly the craziest woman on the planet. I love her. Um, (laughs) Them, (laughs) their conversations through their dog. is insane and when he tries proposing yes. to her using yes. chip's voice and then he's like this is awkward <laughs> like yeah <laughs> so yes. so funny <laughs> oh gosh everything so is good. hilarious 
Just, just brilliant. The scene where Dora shows up in the middle and she's like, I'm, I'm not, I don't belong here. And then it flashes back to him writing, you know, his story. And, you know, when she finally says, I don't belong here. It was was both moving, but it's sort of like, this is why this works sort of tonally. Because you, you get sucked into the story and then you're constantly sort of, reminded that this isn't really like how it happened this is this guy's like framing Mm -hmm. of it and he sort of you sort of start seeing his imagination and it is as a coping mechanism like he puts all these yeah these funny spins on situations that are really dark and you know it makes Mm -hmm. more sense as you go along like and i think that's like a very clever way of making something like this bearable because i just uh, uh, as i have said before i don't think i would have liked it if it hadn't been for the armando nietzsche's writing because i think you need someone to yeah lighten it up a little so that we're not all like crying and Mm -hmm. depressed at the end (laughs) yeah like yeah. not what we need in 2020 you know and i've i've seen some like <laughs> uh quotes of his where he was like purposefully trying to make something light and filled with hope because he was like everything is really terrible at the moment we just need something fun to watch and i was like yes thank you <laughs> <laughs> thank you thank you thank you oh gosh well, was there anything you didn't like i think in retrospect um because there was just such a huge cost there wasn't like a huge amount of character development i'm sure that like tons of the book was cut out (laughs) and there's still loads of it like it definitely having you know i haven't read the book but um i could tell Mm -hmm. things were getting cut and um but you know and it does it does feel kind of like episodic and like a serial um and sometimes that can mm-hmm. feel a little disjointed, but I think that's just like how yeah. the novel was written. And there's like, if you're going to adapt it, you have to adapt what you're dealt with. And so it's like failings mm-hmm. of yeah. Charles Dickens and not the movie, in my opinion. So what about you? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, as as you mentioned in, you know, or as Wikipedia Corner um, mentioned that, you know, as this was being written, there were things, you know, being performed. Um, so, you know, it, it does have that, that serial feeling, um, you know, because that's kind of what you get if you're kind of performing chunks of something as it's being created. It's you know, like, and next in our story, blah, 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 you know, that type of thing. So, um, yeah, I mean, beyond, you know, what you said that, you know, you, uh, noticed in retrospect, um, I really can't think of anything that I didn't like. Um, you know, I, I didn't like the fact that it took me a couple swings to get through it, um, initially. And honestly, I, I blame that on kind of where my own head was at, uh, when I started watching it. Um, so, you know, that is, you know, on, that is all on me. So, <laughs> You know, you know, but anyway, um, I, I suspect I know what you would give this film out of 10, but let's hear it. I'm going to say 9.5. Um, I'm not going to give it a full 10 because it's Mm -hmm. still Charles Dickens. (laughs) (laughs) Um, sorry, Dickie. Um, I think it's kind of (laughs) pathetic to be so enamored with a version of your own life 
put into narrative form. Mm-hmm. Um, so, 0.5 off for you. But in every other respect, this was really, really fun to watch, I think. Um, it's just a whole little new twist on, like, I haven't seen many period dramas like this. So, it was fun. Mm-hmm. Like, you know how we, sometimes you need, like, a different vibe. Yeah. We've watched a lot of period dramas this year, and it was nice to watch something that was, like, quick and funny. Yes, yes, absolutely. Um, I was going to give it a 10. I, like, really, really enjoyed it. You don't have the natural Charles Dickens aversion that I do, though. Exactly, yeah. Nobody forced you to read Great Expectations four times. Oh, my God. I am so (sighs) sorry. (laughs) Who names that character Pip? I am so sorry. (laughs) (laughs) oh god awesome well yeah you guys see this it is it is an absolute delight um here in the states it is available to rent on uh prime video yeah in the uk it's on prime like just generally i think they bought the rights to it or something it's worth the 3.99 worth way more than that i would i wish i had seen this in the cinema Chris, oh yeah can you imagine how especially oh, the scene yes. where he imagines um her wig onto um st paul's cathedral like i would have lost my shit <laughs> if that wasn't on cinema screen Okay, so on to Inbox. Um, it says, Dear Rita and Michelle, you two bring me such joy every week. I recommend you to my, I recommended you to my sister. She got me hooked on Poldark, so I was returning the favour. <laughs> I don't know that that's oh. quite equitable, but thank you. <laughs> uh, my favourite Christmas movie is the 1940s the Shop Around the Corner, starring Jimmy Stewart and Margaret Sullivan. The clothes are fabulous. It takes place in Budapest. I'm not a fan of the remake. You've got mail. Okay. 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 Stop right there. You've got mail is amazing. You've got mail. It's a timeless classic. You've got mail. It's on like every weekend on Channel 5 and I always stop to watch whatever is left of it because it, no matter how many times, I always cry when he walks around the corner in the park and she's like, I knew, I was hoping it was you. And then it's like, oh, Tom Hanks is amazing. Anyway, this got very off topic. I love the workplace comedy aspect. I cry every time a certain characters develop along their story arc. Thanks for all your all the work you put into making these quarantines entertaining. <laughs> Merry Christmas, <laughs> Beth. Um, from Lehigh, Utah. Is that how you say it? Lehigh. Yep. Yep. Oh wow. Uh, U.S. Okay. Thank you so much, Beth. Merry Christmas to you too. Merry Christmas from the twenty sixth of to... November. <laughs> we may have to watch the the shop around the corner. Yes. I yes. mean, if you had me at it's a remake if you've got mail. Um, <laughs> I assume that they're not sending emails. <laughs> I assume it's letters. No. <laughs> I love the fact that it's made. It takes place in Budapest. Oh God, Jimmy Stewart <laughs> pretending to be Hungarian though. <laughs> America, what are you doing? <laughs> 
<laughs> we'll have to we'll have to watch it just for the 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 entertainment for the lols of seeing that yes for the lols watch it for the lols um but anyhow uh that is all from us in this week's minisode we'll be talking about the 2009 film bright star uh, next week. Uh, please keep sending your Christmassy period drama suggestions, or if you just want to chat, then please get in contact. You can message us on our blog, email us at pulldarkfancast at gmail.com, or find us on your social medias at pulldarkfancast. And do us a favor, uh, please, uh, we'd really appreciate it, and uh, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your pods. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, stay safe out there. Um, for those of you on this uh, Thanksgiving Day, um, I know that it is uh, uh, really, really hard to be um, kind of stuck in your homes and, and not being able to have your traditional Thanksgiving uh, because of all of this craziness. Uh, but, um, you know... We're doing this so that we have next Thanksgiving with those individuals we love. So uh, thank you all so much for listening. Stay safe out there. Um, wear your masks and um, wash your hands. Wash your hands. Yeah, that's that's it. That's important. And uh, take care. Take care of yourselves. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Do
sorrow Maybe it's inside the bottle Maybe it's inside the bottle I had some good old buddies named 